Hey y'all, this is Mel Offlerbach and you're listening to Green Juice and Tequila. Green Juice and Tequila represents the earthy, organic, natural vibes colliding with raw, imperfect, and unfiltered stories. Some of us can have it all together, y'all. Eating the latest health nut craze, drink our green juice, meditate every morning. But we also have a side that's vulnerable, real, and sometimes stressed. Life throws you curveballs, y'all, and that's okay. You can be both, green juice and tequila. Thank you so much for joining in again on another episode on Green Juice and Tequila. I am super pumped and excited to have a dear friend of mine, Tiffany Craven, on today's episode. Thanks for being here. I'm happy to be here. So pumped. I met Tiffany through some mutual friends over the past couple of years. She's actually attended a couple of my yoga events and went on a yoga retreat with me. So I feel like I do a pretty good job magnetizing and surrounding myself with empowered, successful, confident women. And when I decided, I'm like, okay, I want to do an episode on someone who can empower women and share their story. I'm like, Tiffany popped up into my head. So I'm so grateful that you're here. Thank you for spending time with me. Thank you for asking. So you guys, Tiffany is an Austin local. She runs a couple different companies, which I'm going to let her chit chat with you guys about. And honestly, y'all, her story is pretty incredible. Like reading it last night, I was like, damn, this girl has has a journey and I'm so excited to share it with everybody. Me so too. why don't we just start, introduce yourself, tell us a little bit of your background and um, I would, we want to hear definitely more of your story of how you started um, your company. Yes. So um, my company is Craven & Co. It's an event company. Um, but what it is today has, has developed over 20 years. I think crazy. (laughs) So long. So tell us like what, so let's go into even deeper of what exactly Craven and company does and just kind of put it under the umbrella, the genre of, of what Craven and company is. So we do full scale event production. Um, and that's what we've done for the last couple of decades, <laughs> so long. Um, and but in the last couple of years, where I've been looking at it through a different lens, and we're working on version two. And so we're gonna so exciting. I'm very excited, and um, it's the same thing, just a little bit of a different uh, format. Love it. So, so how long have you been in Austin? I've been here since '94, so. 25 years. Isn't Austin just changed so much? Oh, yeah. Like, it, what the crap's going on? People <laughs> stop moving to freaking Austin. Exactly. It is the most beautiful place, though, in Texas. It love. is. When I moved here, the tra- there was no traffic on the Of course back. there wasn't. <laughs> it was like sun- like a very slow Sunday every day, oh my all day. I don't even think we know what that is anymore <laughs> out here. No. So you've been in Texas, in Austin, for 25 years. Yes. And you have a kiddo. Yes. Who's not amazing. You can't even put him in the kiddo category no, anymore. He's, he's a man yeah, now. He's a man. He is. <laughs> and it's so weird. <laughs> and he just went off to... CU Boulder. Oh, that's awesome. That's where so I went. Cute. And he's having a blast. Like, he loves it. Oh. And I love that school. I mean, well, and he's a musician, too, no? He's a musician. He's um, a linguist. He's just an amazing kid. He is in the right spot. Oh, yeah. For all of that. Definitely. Like, Boulder is such a hippy-dippy music, like, rad freaking city. It is. And there's, you know, the Greek life, there is a little bit, but it's not, he's not in it. Uh Uh-huh. But it's, like, small enough that it doesn't feel like you need to be a cool kid to be... A cool kid. Yeah. So oh, it's the sure. perfect place for him. Well, freaking Boulder, you like walk down the street and there's like patchouli out of this. <laughs> exactly. Like don't go on Walnut or Rapahobie, people. Because like you literally are going to hit up the hippy dippy turf. You walk down the street and you smell patchouli and the squirrels there, no joke, are the size of cats. Yeah. They're the size of cats. You know why? Because the hippies feed them. Oh. Yeah. 
I know all this and the reason. I have not seen a big squirrel, but I'll look for yeah, one. Go down Arapahoe near a school called Naropa. <laughs> That's where my husband went. It's a Buddhist school. Okay, oh, guys. Okay. So, okay. So you've been in Austin for some time. Yes. You've got a kiddo. You've got your career together. So I feel like it was women when we look up to people who have success mm-hmm. that we just automatically think, oh my gosh, they're successful and that's it. There's mm-hmm. always some sort of journey or story to get to those success points in your life. And I cannot wait to hear your yes. ups and downs, how this was created. Yeah. So when you first started your company... Actually, you guys, let's backstep a couple because I'm. I want to get into the juicy stuff. So for y'all that are listening, you're, we're going straight into the into the tequila portion of yeah. green juice and tequila. So tell us about your Pepsi bikini model oh, days. Tropics. Yeah, I'm ready. Like bring it on. So I would love to, for viewers to hear the story. Yes. So uh, let's see. So. I'll start with the fact what led me to yes. going into that. Um, I grew up in a home. It was women. It was my mom, my two sisters. My um, I was sort of given the responsibility of helping raise raise my sisters. So there was a lot of need, but I kind of stepped up. I think inherently, I was already. A little more mature than my age. Oh, always. you have to. Yeah. yeah. Your mama bird. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And my mom was um, just doing the best she could to keep a roof over our heads. And um, so I worked from the day I could. I, you know, was working in restaurants. I was, I loved working in restaurants. I was really good at it. I was, you know, I loved it. But there was a finite amount of money that of I could course. make, even working double shifts. You know how much you could make at lunch. You knew, you know how much you could make at dinner. Um, and so, fast forward to college, I've left the house, um, and I'm trying to support myself and graduate from college. So I was trying to balance the the schedule of work and school. Um, I was studying microbiology, which actually I loved. It wasn't that hard because I loved it oh so much. Gosh, I love that you studied <laughs> microbiology. And for no, yeah. everyone's like, were you pre-med? No, I had no master plan. I just loved biology for well, some Well, you were reason. probably 18 or 19 years old. Yeah. I think that's so funny that we as a society expect a 18, 19 year old to know what they want to do for the rest of their lives. Like I always tell people, I'm like, are in the age group that you're in right now, do you actually feel like you're going to go talk to an 18 year old for advice? What should I do with my life? Right. No, they have no idea. No, you're just, and if hustling. they think they do, <laughs> it's going to change. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so I just, I didn't even know I liked biology going into school, but then I go my favorite classes, I go in, I'm like, oh, that's my major. Um, but so with the restaurants, it was just difficult to make the money I needed. Of course. And then I just kind of stumbled upon um, Hawaiian Tropics format, you know, at the time was doing competitions for their spokesmodels or models. Um, and so I ended up doing the competitions going, you know, qualifying for state. And these are like bikini competitions. Yes. Yeah. So like (laughs) probably what's really popular in right now is all of these like muscle building bikini competitions. Yeah. So was it like that? No, no, no. Okay. This was more feminine. Like, you know, somebody the other day, I used to be embarrassed talking about or even people knowing that was part of my past, but now I embrace it and I'm proud of it. Yes. Because I put myself through school, you know, it was, you know, um, but somebody the other day was like, oh my gosh, were you ripped? And I was like, no, it wasn't like I was a muscle, you know, I was, I've always had the feminine figure. Yes. I would just, I was like, young. There's so many different amazing <laughs> women bodies and like to embrace yes. where you were. And honestly, I feel like that's a really hard thing to do even at, you know, a college student. Like yeah. women have so many issues with that. So- well, and it wasn't even like I embraced my body at the time. I I honestly had nothing to lose. Yeah. I I actually had, you know, my I was going to graduate from college. That was never a question. 
but the harder it was to make money to do it, the, you know, yeah. And it was probably fun and you probably met um, some really cool people during that whole thing. Yeah. It was an an interesting mix of women, um, all coming together. Stories around that. (laughs) Oh yeah, totally. Um, (laughs) and I was just like, I mean, I was shy. I, I, but that's what I did when I went out there. Yeah. I would walk out, be so awkward and so shy and like, and I was just thinking, oh my gosh, this is, and, and this was like in the early days. Um, but I was just thinking, no, you know, you're being judged by of all of these people watching. But you, you obviously killed it because you got yourself through college and that yeah. helped you. Yeah. And did that give you other opportunities after that experience into other possibilities or where did it go yeah. from there? So I, um, I was, you know, I was able to do other, be brand ambassadors, Miller Lite, Takati, mm-hmm. um, Jägermeister. Dang girl. Uh, you name oh, it. God. St. Pauli girl. <laughs> Shut the door. Um, but so I got to travel doing that and things like that. But um, so it, anyway, it, it put me through school. It made it easier for me to earn mm-hmm. money more quickly. I became more efficient, which, um, so it was kind of entrepreneurial in a way because I, yeah. I was like, okay, <laughs> it's already go. started. I have to ask questions yes. though about this. I'm so curious because those, I, I, like, I've seen your photos before, which yeah. you look, I'm freaking amazing. Like the like high waisted bikini. Oh yeah. Okay. So do you have to like, what did you have to do to like prep yourself to be judged essentially is what you the word you keep using yeah. to go out on stage like what were the preps or that you have to get like spray tan no 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 god you were so tan yeah no well at the time it was just like you would go out in the sun like yeah. now you would get a spray tan <laughs> but um did yeah. you get like bikini waxes well yeah I got bikini waxes okay. but it was just like getting up the guts to go out there oh that was gosh, the biggest yeah. thing I would have had to have at least a shot of tequila going out there. No, I would just do it. And that was the funny thing. Like the people knew I had to be at class in the morning because they would do these things. And, but it was very much like Tiffany's got to get out of here. Yeah. Um, That's awesome girl. And so, but it was just having the guts to do it. But this was just a stepping stone to get to your goal. And your goal was to finish college. Yes. And to get yourself paid through that. Yes. You're exactly. cool, Chick. I love that. So, um, so that was fun. It was fun. And then you get into what? Your entrepreneur. You've got this other company that you started right yes. out of college. No. Yeah. Okay. So I moved to Austin with my sister Emily, and um, I started a company called City Concierge that was intended to be, you know, we were providing. We would do people's errands, you know, business people in high-rise buildings. So you basically were like favor back in the days, exactly. more of a personal yes. assistant slash favor. Exactly. Okay. But at the time, it was Austin, you know, no traffic. So people were thinking, yeah. why do I need someone to do my errands? I'm just going to swing by and grab my dry cleaning. So the idea... It was it, so it ended up going in a direction of events, you know, events being a dinner. Like a law firm started hiring me for all their things. So just how did you guys get into that? Were you like marketing yourselves, going no. into businesses, or was it all word of mouth? Oh well, so the the format that I was going in for was actually something that was in New York City and bigger cities mm-hmm. that actually needed the help. Um, what is like? What was like your craziest client situation? The craziest like The first was, one you were like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe that this is our client and we're doing this. Well, the, and it was City Concierge. It was, it was a woman who asked me to do a dinner and I did not know, which reminds me of your story. Oh shit. <laughs> um, but it, we were winging it and I had my, oh gosh, my cousin do the catering. We were like, how hard could it be? It was a disaster. Oh, no. And that was my first thing. And then from then on, I thought, no, never again. <laughs> I will never feel like that again. No. And so then, but then we started, I started getting it. That's awesome. And then eventually I was. So when did it, it transition from to into Craven and company? Like when did that? So that really happened 
it happened after City Concierge. So that kind of started to morph into what would be Craven & Co. Now there was, you had mentioned in your, your journey and the story you sent me that you were at a gala mm-hmm. and that's when things really started taking off. Yes. So I, so that was, I'd, I'd already been doing, you know, I'd learned all the event stuff. So, but then I put everything on hold when I had Harrison. So I had him, um, when he was about a year and a half old, so that might've been, or two, it was like 2002 or something. Um, but my ex-husband and I had sponsored a couple of tables at the Lance Armstrong Foundation Gala. And... Um, while I was there, a woman came up to me and she said, oh, you know, she, she just, I guess, knew I had done events. She said, would you want to chair our gala? So and crazy. I said, sure. Like, you know, cause something in me always has to be working. So I had taken that time off, had Harrison, but I was also like, hmm, yeah, I'd like to work. And how long ago was this? This was how many this years was, ago? This was, oh my God, 17 okay. or yeah, because Harrison's nineteen. So okay, yeah. so seventeen years ago. So, um, so I just agreed to it, you know. And we're talking hundreds of people. So this was I was basically agreeing to the biggest event I would have planned to date. Oh my gosh. Um, and then you know the idea was I could build a committee. Um, and I had come from a world that did not know how galas worked. It. <laughs> And didn't know how committees worked. I didn't, now I know a lot of times it's names that are, you know, known in the community Mm -hmm. to sell tickets, but they don't do any work. I, me, not knowing that, and Livestrong, or Lance Armstrong Foundation, um, being so small, they only had eight people. So they were just so happy to have me able to help. So they just handed it off to me, gave me all this freedom. And which is the best way. I'm just telling you people, if you want a woman who's like (laughs) kick-ass and knows what they're doing, don't put them in a box. (laughs) Let them be the control and the leader on this because they will literally blow your mind on how amazing it's going to be. So you're putting together this, of this huge event. How many people were invited to this event? Oh God. The first one we did, I, I mean, it was Hundreds. I mean, they were already just the mission and Lance's story. It yeah. was, they were selling out. So that was never an issue. I cannot wait for you to tap in <laughs> to the whole bracelet thing. Oh, <laughs> because that's a, that's a, yeah, that's a huge deal. Okay. So you're putting together this event for your first time. You've got hundreds of people coming in. How do you start, like, if you're picking elements to make this event? you know, like what are your end goals with putting together these things? Like I'm thinking like almost like a wedding, like you're like trying to put all of these little features and aspects to make the mission of whatever come to life and people to experience and feel the vibe of what you're trying to do. So how are those elements put together for your first event? So, um, first of all, Lance from the very beginning, it was important to him to have, you know, have every event be an experience and memorable and just, he wanted it to be, you know, world-class. And I was a hundred percent dedicated to making everything I did memorable, well-designed. Um, but we were doing it for a nonprofit. So it was clear we were doing it on our own. So I built the committee of just women I knew who were strong, hardworking, mm-hmm. smart. It ended up being a lot of moms in my mommy group, which is oh my God, hilarious. I love it. That's how, that's how it starts. Oh yeah. And, um, so we, we were doing, you know, designing tables and flower arrangements that were, you know, really high end looking, but that we did ourselves. So it was all, you know, do it yourself. Yeah. And so we, did that on, and it was on a large scale. So, um, it was kind of crazy, but, um, and you guys all have kids. You oh yeah. Just, you like were... sometimes we would go, so they were in this little house off of bee caves with eight people, one person in the, when I started one person in the events department department, it was one house. Um, <laughs> but so we would come up, go in the conference room, lock the door. Sometimes people would have to bring their kids you know, um, and so we'd lock the door, go in there, do our work. And it's just crazy. They, 
you know, but it worked for us. They needed the people to do it. Um, and, and then it worked for us cause we loved doing it. Um, but then, and then it, and then it turned out that they needed help with all sorts of events. So I was able to work with, um, the Kim, who's now still one of my best friends who came into Lips or Lance Armstrong foundation as, um, and after she was like fresh out of college, had interned at one event company and then she comes in and then we end up being the people that are planning, you know, the road show, traveling to all these cities and going ahead. It was fun. It was a blast. What a, what amazing experience and being able to be part of an environment, an an environment that you're trying to empower other people. Like that was what that organization was about. A hundred percent. And empowering people from stories and from lessons and how they've accomplished and overcome those things. So yeah. that's a really amazing organization to be able to have your first like get going with. Yes. And empowering people, you know, it was basically redefining survivorship, which was just such an awesome mission to me. So every event we did, it was really important to make it so special for them. And you, so I remember in your story, you guys talked about the little bracelets, like how <laughs> yes. that was like, I, that story I think is, cause those things are huge now. I mean, like it's yeah. not just from, from, yes. you know, the Lance Armstrong foundation, but, oh, you know, like so many organizations are now doing those things. So I, we got to tell this story cause this is pretty <laughs> remarkable. So a few years into it. So my committee we planned, we were just planning the gala year after year. So they didn't even turn it over. There wasn't like a new chair. It was just like, oh, we've got a, this is a good situation. Um, and so we go into it, maybe a few years into it and we're doing a gala. We're at the convention center setting up everything, you know, table design is figured out and we get these boxes from Nike and it, they're rubber bracelets. So they're basically just these yellow rubber bracelets to us at the time because no one knew the Livestrong bracelet. Um, so we're all going, where are we going to put these on the, the table where it doesn't look random or, you know, so we wrapped it around a gift or something. Um, and then we had no idea. If you'd asked me at that moment. That the impact it was going to have oh, on. On the world of cancer, like yeah. raised half a billion dollars. That's so crazy. <laughs> it it's so funny. I it's incredible to look. Well, back you obviously on. have a niche for this because this is something you've been building for so many years. There's so many people I know in the Austin community and organizations that see your vision and believe in you. And I think the most important thing is that they can release control and trust you to be able to deliver the product that is going to mirror their organization or mirror who they are. So to, I feel like that's really a talent that cannot be trained. That's something that's an intuitive gift that you have to have to be able to see and envision something like that. Yeah. And I it's love it remarkable. when people trust us. And it's it's fun. We just had a client this um, summer who he was throwing something for his wife, a 40th birthday. Um, but it, he's quirky. He's... Um, and, but he had, he had all these crazy ideas and I could tell he was not sure we could do it. And I kept, and I, you know, in his defense, he had no reason to trust me. He didn't yeah. know. But whenever he would say something crazy, I was like, I believe me, we've got you. Yeah. And then as it got closer to the event, I could tell he was thinking, yeah, for sure. She understands. And then we did the event and did some things he didn't even have a hand in. And he was like, blown blown away. away. And now he's a hundred percent. And he's like, he's like, now you're just do whatever you want. (laughs) Cause it was micromanaging a little bit. I was like, if you just let us go, we can do this. What is the most craziest thing someone has asked you to do at at one of these events that you're like, Oh shit, I don't, I just said yes to this and I don't know if we can do it. Well, he had a lot of crazy ideas, (laughs) but it wasn't, well, and I guess it was a simple thing to solve kind of, but he wanted to, have a 3D cake of his wife's legs with a fanny pack (laughs) because she loves her fanny pack and she has great legs. And we were just going, what in the world? 
And so I... Did you have to come up with the design of what this cake was going to look like? Yeah, so we were oh, in the office. We were just going, so are the legs laying down? Do they have anything on? Is she naked? We don't know. <laughs> so, but in the end, it was really nice. Oh. And she loved it. Oh. oh, God, I wish I could see a picture of... <laughs> A leg cake with a fanny pack on it. And then towards the end, he threw in that the dog needed to be, their oh, dog geez. that she loves and needed to be involved too. And Oh my gosh. We did it. That but, is... But no, we've done, uh, one time we did an adult-sized ball pit. What? Which was, we did that for Lululemon, the owners. They have a, a company, but it's also just kind of a movement they're trying to do uh-huh. called Will, W-H-I-L, um, which is meditating. Yeah throughout the day, whenever you can, even for a minute. Um, But they were doing, yeah, it was, it's great. But they had an activation during South by and they wanted an adult sized ball pit. And so we had to figure out how to do that. And it takes, because it was in a parking lot. Oh my gosh. It takes an above ground swimming pool. Uh And then you figure out how many balls it takes to fill that. And it takes Hundreds of thousands of balls to of fill. Balls. Where did you get all these balls from? We called called the people who make you ball, know make, a company who makes. Them I would for go to Chuck E. Cheese and be like, "Where do you order your yeah, balls at? Right? Where do you get these balls? Where do you get all these balls at? We need a hundred thousand balls for yeah. a ball pit for for adults. Yes, and then the the adults. So we were thinking, oh, will will adults use it? But I always have a theory that no matter who they are, I don't care how fancy they are, they will do those crazy things if you put them there. Oh my gosh, I love it. And so people were, we could not get the adults out of there. People were doing flips off the side of the pool <laughs> and I was, it was very unsafe. And I, was, I had to be like a lifeguard. I was like, get out of the pool. And one guy was like looking at me like, I'm not getting out of the pool. Like a kid. <laughs> yeah. Oh God, that's funny. And so, yeah. That totally reminds me of the story. Of a friend I actually met over this past summer. We were at a party, and he's this, like, he, he does theatrical voices for, like, Disney Pixar. <laughs> and he is, like, really loud. So when he's talking, you're like, oh, God, it's, like, God behind the clouds, that type of voice that he does. Yeah. And he's Italian, and so he's talking about how he does the, he did this birthday party, and he got a pool, and he wanted it filled with tomatoes. What? And tomato sauce. And that's what he wanted. He he wanted a big pool of tomatoes and tomato sauce to swim in. Ew. And did people do it? I'm sure they did. Oh, yeah. This man is pretty hilarious. You should have seen some of the stuff he was trying to pull. But, like, it's, I can't, like, I could not imagine being the event planner on the opposite end of that being like, you want a pool filled with. Well, yeah, tomato and and the and story tomatoes. of our lives at Craven and Co is just figuring out those crazy things. Oh my gosh, that sounds so and it's fun. funny because you see the sticking points. It's fun, you know. Some things you thought would be hard to figure out are not, and then some things you thought would be a breeze, yeah, are are so hard, so and hard difficult to find. Yeah. Okay, so we're gonna take a little smidge break here, and we're gonna play this game. I've been doing this lately, and everybody's really been enjoying it, and it gets us to know you a little bit more. Okay, it's called Twenty Questions. <laughs> so I'm gonna go through a couple of these questions. You just have to answer honestly. Don't think twice about it. And I'm not editing any of it. Just FYI. Oh God, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> okay, what is your guilty pleasure with food? Like your food guilty pleasure. You're like, yeah, I don't care. It's my fave. Um, I have two. Ooh. One is popcorns and milk duds. What? <laughs> oh, gosh. Cookie Cohen. <laughs> and I used to kind of isolate it to eating them at the movies, but then they creeped into my house. Oh, no. So now it's more. And now it's, it's like, meh, it's a vice. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then chocolate chip cookies, but not any chocolate chip cookie. It has to be an amazing chocolate chip cookie and kind of salty. Ooh, so salty sweet sounds like it's your jam. Popcorn and chocolate, it is. salty sweet cookie. <laughs> yes. Huh. Okay, so if you had to go to lunch, this one's my favorite question. I've asked every single person of it because it makes me really understand your personality a little bit more. But if you had to go to lunch to, with one of these people, you had to choose. Mm-hmm. Bill Murray... Or Alec Baldwin. 
Bill Murray. God, he's so funny. Yes. I love Bill And so Murray. quirky. God, could you... I, but what if he was like really weird and awkward, like uncomfortable during your lunch? I would love it because I'm really weird and awkward. <laughs> okay. What scares you? Deepest, deepest, darkest fear. Anything happening to my son. Oh, shoot. That one, that got deep. I that's, know. That's a deep scare. I mean, that's really my only... Only yeah. fear. Everything else I can handle. Girl, you're awesome. <laughs> okay, when it comes to wine, are you yeah. a, a rosé or red girl? Red. Red. Okay, and what region? Like, what what kind of red is your is your jam? So I love um, heavier reds, and like a Zin or like a Merlot. Nope, Cabernet. Mm, I love or Cabernet. Bordeaux. Bordeaux are the best. Or Barolo. Oh, I haven't tried Barolo. Or Montepulciano. But I, you know, doing events, we have to pick yes. wines for events that are crowd pleasers and ones that are, where you can get a good value. Yeah. We might and need so, to make some notes under this profile oh, yeah, of definitely. the best brand of red yes. wine and the value behind all of it. <laughs> okay. What's your most embarrassing childhood memory? I think you're thinking of one. But I have it, a really funny one, but I whether or not to share to. it. I've I had this happen on my last one too. Oh God! Um, we, we can come back to it if you want to. I'll just shout it. I'll out. say one thing. Okay, sure. But, do but it. were you serious about not editing? Or mm, I'm pretty serious about not editing on these ones. Oh God! Just let's do come it. back to it. I'm okay. gonna try to think of another. Okay. One. You're so funny. Now I'm gonna. You're gonna have to tell me off. Yeah. Off recording what that is. If I were to open your bedside table, what would I find? Okay. You would find, oh. Mm. <laughs> Are we going green juice here or tequila? We I'm might not... be going tequila. Okay, bring it on. Let's do it. Come on. Huh. Well, <laughs> just, we, <laughs> I have a packed with girlfriends. Like if anything happens to me, they're going in and getting what's in that drawer. <laughs> Let's just leave it there. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. You're going to have to tell me that one yeah. offline too. Shoot. Okay. Um, if I were to open your purse, what are the three things in there that you absolutely have every single time? Every single time. They have to be in there. There's a lot in there. Um, it is lip balm. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite lip balm? So I love... Um, La Mer. La Mer is so good. I was hoping you were going to bring that up. It's a really good one. But there's a night one that's from Sephora that I love too, but I don't know the name of it. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, would you say three things? Three things. Um, Well, my wallet, something to. (laughs) Um, And unfortunately, lately, it has to be my reading glasses. Okay, where do you get your reader glasses from? Because I've heard anthropology has got some cute ones right now. Well, I need to go get some of those. Yes. I've been going to Warby Parker. Mm-hmm. Um, those ones are cute. Yeah. I need those next to the yoga studios I work at when I'm checking <laughs> people in. I'm like, I cannot see this stuff. And it's so frustrating. Shoot. <gasps> okay. Did you watch Game of Thrones? I did. <laughs> Seriously. I loved it. Me too. It was so good. God, that last episode really pissed me off though. Yeah. What's your favorite TV series or what TV series are you watching right now? Right now, I am watching Ray Donovan. Oh, I haven't done it. Where's that one? Is that on Netflix? It, HBO? Um, it's Showtime, and it's mm. really good. Um, I watch that with my husband. So we, I usually, because he travels for work, so I usually have some one I'm watching with him, Yep. and then one I'm watching on my own. Um, on my own, my favorite, oh gosh, um... Well, I loved Game of Thrones. Okay. Um, that was a, that was a winner for a lot of people. Like, what's your trash TV? Like, I love the Kardashians. I've been I've been watching them. I'm not kidding. Since season one, I can't stop. I trash TV. I don't watch the Kardashians. Um, <laughs> I oh god, I can't think of my favorite. It's I, and I my thing is movies. Oh I, yeah. And what's I, your fa- I, okay? Well, what's your favorite movie? Well, I watch too many to even, they all blend together. <laughs> I mean, I'm addicted to movies. And I try to organize girls' nights. I've invited I know you. Yeah, I'm always, always the you cast do a like wide movies. net. And I'm like, who wants to go with me? 
hundred percent always in. Mm-hmm. Now that I'm going to be in your neighborhood. Yeah. Okay. Dry shampoo or do you wash your hair daily? I do both. So I wash. I wash my. Well, I don't wash it daily, but I. I do every other day, but yeah. I use dry shampoo. Yeah, dry shampoo is like my jam too. Yes. Um, what's your biggest pet peeve? <sighs> well, I think that it is, and this is getting worse, I think, as I get older. You mm-hmm. know how things kind of oh, magnify? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, but I think it goes to doing events for so long and being so sensitive to how an event feels. And to me, an event is having dinner. It could be having dinner with six people it could be anything but it is going to a place where something's not right like we can't hear each other it's too loud uh-huh. the seating's not right oh and I so bet. my my friends are so patient with like I will rearrange a table like it'll bother me so much that I will say you so guys do you have OCD I think there's a little yeah. OCD happening. I think that might be, maybe that's your pet peeve. If you don't have OCD <laughs> and you can't make an environment cool enough, you're out. Yeah. Well, I don't leave. I just I just tell everybody, and they can tell when I'm when my mind is working like that. And I'll say, you guys, we're going to have sorry. to just I'm make a little to. change. Yes. <laughs> I understand. That's also a control freak, which yeah. I am definitely one yes. of those two. Um, if you opened a bakery, what would you call it? Right off. Go. Tell oh, me. Oh, God. Just I right now. Um, right off the bat. <laughs> What's your bakery called? I would call it, um, oh, my God. <laughs> Cute, but we'll fight. No, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Cute, no. bubble fight. What would you serve at Cute, bubble fight? What would you serve there? No. Um, that was on a meme, and I was, like, sending it to the girls. I was like, this is me. Um, <laughs> I would serve... Salty but sweet thing. Yes, you would. Salty all, but sweet. All salty but sweet. That's the name of your bakery. <laughs> salty but sweet. What was the weirdest thing you've ever done on a date? Like, uh, let me give you an example. On a date with my husband, he totally farted in the car and told me that he didn't fart. And I was like, you legit tooted in. Yeah. <laughs> it smells like toot. Well, I'll tell you, like a... I've had awkward dates, like where somebody else, like I haven't done anything necessarily. I mean, I'm sure I have in their eyes. But like if you started laughing and snorted wine or something out of your nose. Yeah. Um, like what's the weirdest I, thing you've done? I don't know. I. You're just perfect. Yeah. That's just how my <laughs> other person was too. No, I just, <laughs> I can't think of anything that stands out. I can think of something a guy did. Oh, tell me. We, were, love, we like to hear those yeah, too. I only went out with him once, but we went to see Pulp Fiction. Oh gosh. That's an intense. Long time yeah. ago. Uh-huh. But he was yelling things out at the screen. Like. Shut it. Like, you know, there was like some scene where there was a samurai sword. He's like, samurai sword. I was like, what's happening? But he did it all through the movie. And so I'm not with him. That's so funny. Samurai's. I mean, that was literally when I was 24. So that was a long time ago, but I still remember. What's your favorite skincare product? It is Fitness hmm. Daughter. It's like an oil. Ooh. It's a really nice serum that. Love serums. Yeah. God, that just makes everything just so like bright and shiny. Yes. Okay, friend, black tea or coffee? Coffee. Mm, I have to have a cup of coffee. <laughs> I love coffee. Black tea doesn't cut it. It's not strong enough for me. No. Oceans or mountain? Oceans. Oceans. Mm-hmm. Ooh. I love the ocean. I, I could just sit and it's like listen medicine. to waves. It's yeah. so rhythmic. Early riser or night owl? Early riser. Me too, sister. You got to get that <laughs> cup of coffee in, rev up your engine. Yep. You get so much stuff done before 7 a.m. <laughs> Favorite place you've traveled? London. Like, I have this love for London. You do. You, <laughs> I mean, if I go to London, if anybody goes to London, you need to yes. reach out to Tiffany. She will hook you up with the exact places to stay. Yeah. Where to have a drink at? Yes. Where to eat your dessert at? Yeah, I've got where to it all have amazing out. dinner. Oh my but gosh! But I I used to spend like a couple of months in the summer there for oh God, and it's magical every year since I don't know like twenty two years ago. But so I love going there, and that just feeds like my creativity, yeah. and I love the energy. But then I love going to new places. 
Um, and so my favorite, I love Japan because it's so different because it's oh, man, not, you know, Europe, it's Western. Of course. Just Japan, Japan everything oh, blows your mind. I cannot, that's on my bucket list. What's your mantra? Like, what do you tell yourself when you're in that moment where you're like feel stuck or, you know, you're, you've got to pull yourself through somehow. So yeah. what, what do you say to yourself? Through my whole life, it's been, what can I do in this moment? What can I picture that would be even a tiny step forward? And, and it's like, oh, and friend, if I can, there's your mantra, that's it. One step forward. Yes, there we go. Or baby steps. <laughs> baby steps, chipping away. Chipping PJ, away. PJ laughs at me because I'm always, he's like, what are you doing? I'm like, chipping away at this. And, so. <laughs> Your mantra is baby steps. Yes. Are you a green juice or tequila girl? Tequila. Girlfriend, I feel the same way. <laughs> that was super fun. Thanks for doing our little 20 questions. Yeah. Now, before we end our session, I really want to tap into the women empowerment topic with this because Mm -hmm. the things we've already heard as viewers is that you grew up in a single mom household. You had to step up, be there for your mom and your sisters. You had to pay your way through college. You ended up starting a huge jump in your career as a single mom, hustling your little ass off to get where you're at now. Now, 25 years later, you've got one of the most amazing sought out event planning companies in Austin. So I feel like you have got to have some gold nuggets in there of people who've helped you, who've supported you. And I know you've talked about Wendy a couple Mm -hmm. of times in your story and even before we started the podcast um, that just made such a huge impact on your life. So I would love to know more about like Wendy and these steps and tools that you guys created to be where you're at right now well Wendy's kind of a new new name in the game um but very impactful um and so but and tell everyone who Wendy is so Wendy Wendy Smith she's um Smith brand and she's a brand strategist creative director and a couple of months ago my friend and she also works with me um Erin, she had met her having drinks with another friend, and she came to me the next day, and she said, I think we should go have lunch with Wendy, and she's a brand strategist, and I said, oh, God, because we're, we're working on a new platform for Craven & Co., so um, we're doing all these things, and I said, I don't have, because, you know, I'm funding it, I'm doubling down on what I'm doing, so I said, okay, I don't really, I don't have room to really hire a brand strategist. I didn't think I needed one because I thought I know design. I know, I know about Craven and Co. I am Craven and Co. I've lived it for this long. We go to lunch, I leave and I'm like, Hmm. (laughs) Okay. Wendy, let's spend some time together. And this, this might've been, it might've been August, but, um, so we went through what she calls discovery sessions. So she met with me, Aaron and Lauren, Aaron and Lauren are my right hand women. Um, and they, and we talked about Craven and Co and she basically listens to you, asks you questions, finds out all this stuff and then comes back to you with what she takes from it. And she did that with me for this, you know, preparing my bio, but, um, it was just so amazing to have it really focused and dialed in by someone and she just is really good at what she does. And so then we launched into, so, you know, I was like, only a few hours. I don't. And then I realized it was something critical. And I wish I'd done this years ago, but the universe put it here now. And luckily, right before we're about to go into developing this platform that'll be specific. And, and I could have gone into it not having any of this figured out. And so she's just been incredible. We're all like, we have a girl crush on her. <laughs> all of us do. <laughs> um, and then when I was getting ready for the podcast, I, you know, was like, I need to lay all these things out and then brought her in and just it, the way that it played into women empowerment and, you know, just talking about her story is a little bit raw and vulnerable. So it, and she's just been great, but, um, but I've had women come through the doors of Craven and Co for so long. And 
they have all been, I'm just amazed that these ladies come in every day, enthusiastic, fulfilling, you know, willing to be part of my vision for this. And, you know, we, on a daily basis, empower each other in official and unofficial ways. We, you know, I give them a job, pay them, they come in, do the work, but then unofficially every day, someone has something, we we all have kids, kids are the ones that just obviously mean more than anything, so anything going wrong there, we just, everything else fades away, but... Well, I think it's so important. I mean, what I'm hearing is you created an environment for women, for mothers mm-hmm. to still be able to feel supported and not feel like, because this is the problem with the industry now with working women is there's this crossroad that women come to. I have a choice. Yeah. I either get to choose to be a working entrepreneur woman yeah, or I get to just be a mom. I can't do both. Right. And so more and more companies that are starting to create a bigger impact on that, on working mothers and women can be successful mm-hmm. and can also be a supportive, amazing mom. Yes. So you've created that environment. Yes. And it's really a beautiful thing to be a part of is, um, you know, because the women will sometimes when they're having to make that choice, because both roles are very important, you know, being a mother and being a good mother is, you know, the most important thing you can do. Being, you know, true to yourself, following what you want to do and being able to do that well is, you know, very important for yourself. But what I've found is a lot of the women will come in and, you know, get defeated or feel defeated. And then what happens is they start to feel less valuable Yeah, because, you know, for instance, Lauren has a three-year-old and an 18-month-old, and she's a single mom. When they all get sick, like one time recently they got hand, foot, mouth. Oh, shit. And That's one got the it, worst. the second got it, and Erin and I were like, adults don't get that. And she's like, okay, good. Because we had a huge event coming up. Sure enough, she calls and says, no. I haven't. we were both saying, impossible and she's her heart and so she was defeated you could tell she was just thinking she's not valuable but she is one of the most important people on my team Mm. and so and she was just so grateful that I was patient and allowed her to do what she needed to do because you understand oh my gosh and there's nothing she could do no she was literally working as hard as she could in both both facets as a mom and for me. That amazes me. That's what amazed me about women, especially moms. <laughs> we can handle so much shit, y'all. So much. We are constantly multitasking. If you could just listen to a woman's day-to-day, yeah. you would be mind blown on yeah. what they can and cannot handle. Very rarely does a mom can't handle something. Exactly. That they'll maybe go in their closet, cry for 10 seconds, and get out and be like, what the fuck do I need to do now to get this moving right. and going? And just move it forward. There's a thing you said. I, I want to read it out loud because um, I think it, you you wrote this really beautifully. This has echoed throughout my life. Women coming together, supporting each other in, in official and unofficial capacities wherever they can with whatever they can give in that moment. And with that approach, women can do anything. I feel like that is a huge, like ending, ending this podcast on a note like that. I mean, you just have just shifted (laughs) and empowered women throughout your entire life. You, you had to be an empowered woman because of the cards that you were handed and you've played them so well. So before we end this session, I want to hear the little gold nugget or advice that you can give to maybe Tiffany in her 20s, Tiffany in the midst of her career, and where you are now. Just like so women can look forward to something, you know, look forward mm-hmm. to you. You could come across as got all your stuff together. <laughs> you know, you've got the successful company, you're networking, connected in. Like, what is the message you can give to those stages of your life that you needed to hear? that you can give to other women? Oh, gosh. I think it would just be, um, you know, when I was growing up and in college, I think there was a lot of feeling like because of my circumstances, 
I was maybe not good enough or why, why would I be good enough to do this? And, and then different things during my life proved to me that I may be self, I may have this self doubt of why me, but then I was then uh, given the confidence because I would do things like win a Hawaiian tropics thing. And so then I was like, well, why not me? I just put myself out there. And then again with um, the Lance Armstrong Foundation, you know, galas where I ended up working with people like Robin Williams, Ben Stiller, all these people that were trusting me that were on such a high level. And again, it's the question, why me? But I was putting out something I was passionate about. I was working hard. I was moving things forward and just doing my best. And it was good enough for people that can choose anyone they want. And so um, I think it's just never doubting yourself or or letting, um, and also just not blaming anything on the outside or letting that hold you back. Yeah. And... Girl, you're just basically scripting off the four agreements right now. (laughs) You really are. Do the best that you can. Yes. Don't make assumptions. Mm -mm. Other people's stuff is their stuff. That's not your stuff. Yes. So I feel like those right there are some of the most precious nuggets that you can share with women going through the different phases of their life. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in your 20s, it's like put yourself out there. Yes. When you're in the midst of your other career, just do it and do the best that you can. Yeah. And then where you are right now, like what is it that you can share with women, you know, in their 50s and and, and aging and getting into the space that they're in and feeling confident? Like what is the advice that you can give to that woman? When, when you're, you know, here, um, like Erin, my friend Erin who works with me, she is... 50 or turning 50 soon, but she had a lot of self-doubt because she was coming from, she'd not been in the, in the workforce for a long time. Um, and so she would sit in the office and say, I'm the old woman. I can't do that. And I was like, Erin, you can do this. You are smart and you're strong and you can do this. But if you keep saying you can't do it, then you won't be able to. Mm -hmm. So it's never thinking, you cannot learn or can't do something well, why? You're actually smarter, you know, and wiser. And it's like a bottle of wine. It it just is, as it ages, it just tastes more beautifully. (laughs) Exactly. People want to buy that bottle of wine. They don't want to buy the year old one. No. And you're not, you know, you're more comfortable with yourself Mm -hmm. in so many ways. And it's actually, if you don't let outside limitations affect you, I think it could be, you know, 50 to 60 and beyond. It can be the best part of your life and most productive and most successful if you do not doubt yourself and never limit yourself. Love that, mama. (laughs) Thank you so much, Tiffany, for coming on here and sharing with us your story. And like, gosh, I hope that all of y'all just can sense like the empowered woman on on the other end of this because it's totally here and we're excited to see what your next phase of Craven and Company is. Um, We'll make sure to put your IG handle, Mm -hmm. um, any of your website information on this podcast so y'all can follow her. Some of her... Gosh, any of the events and parties she's put together have just are gorgeous. So please be sure to follow. What's your IG handle? It's uh, so the company is Craven and Co. Craven and Co. Mm-hmm. Y'all follow them; they're awesome. Thank you so much, <laughs> thank Tiffany. You. All right, Thanks y'all. Thank you.